looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Well, are we going to be firming up our travel plans for Germany next summer? Four wins out of four already in Group A. And will it be five out of five in Larnaca tonight as Scotland face Cyprus? It's a 7.45 kickoff. And before we're finished on the show, we will have Stevie Clark's lineup. He's unable, he's unlikely to surprise us greatly. It will be pretty much same again for him. And let's hope it's same result again as Scotland continue on this campaign, which hopefully leads us to a second successive European Championship finals. What do you think? And what would your team be tonight? How are Scotland going to get on? Have we already effectively qualified? There is another game tonight in the group. Spain are in Georgia. How will that one go? And of course, how it goes Tuesday night when Scotland are playing England and the anniversary friendly. Uh, those results that night could mean that there is no doubt about it anymore. And Scotland are there. Scotland have done it. We're going to be speaking about that tonight obviously and we will bring you the team as soon as we have it. Uh, Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker are here in the studio. I'm Rob McLean and for Paul Cooney uh, tonight are you feeling good Barry about this one? Yeah I'm looking forward to it um, Rob. I think it's going to be a difficult game because obviously the, the last game against Cyprus it was pretty close until the last two or three minutes where we, we scored a couple of goals we're going over to a place where it's going to be absolute sweltering um, but listen I've got every confidence in this Scotland team or well the Scotland team that Stevie Clark um, announces to, to um, make it five out of five so I'm fully expecting no a, a big one but a convincing um, victory tonight so yep it'll be five out of five 15 points and I'm very confident we're on the road to Germany. How did the heat affect you on holiday in Paphos and your cocktail drinking? Uh, you, did you feel hot? <laughs> well, it never affected me, me drinking, that's for sure. Um, but listen, I was over in August last year and it's very hot, very humid. Um, but it's been like this um, here this week. Um, I'm sure the Scotland team went out a few days before um, the actual game tonight, so I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, and they've got, listen, I just look at the the squad and the team that I think he's going to play tonight, I think there's far too much quality in our team um, not to get a result tonight against Cyprus. Andy, Stevie Clark would slap me if he heard me saying this, but is it I'd be good to see. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> he's been tempted once or twice. Um, is it going to be difficult for Scotland not to qualify after four wins out of four because, because of all the various permutations and teams taking points off each other? Yeah, I think it'd be really difficult for us not to qualify. I think when you look at the makeup of our group, when you look at the um, the players on our bench, the players in our squad that can't get a game, I think that's what gives you so much confidence. You look at the substitute bench tonight and it'll be full of quality. We know that Scott McTominay um, not really getting a game and he's subject to a lot, so much transfer speculation, but you know he might play. He's never let us down. He's been brilliant in this group. Um, you look at Ryan Porteous, who's suddenly become a recognised uh, international player after he's moved from Hibs to Watford. And up front, you've got Che Adams, you've got great wing-backs and Robertson and Hickey. 
You've got Kieran Tierney in the squad who's gone to La Liga. I'm absolutely convinced we can we'll get through the group and you know if we can get through a group that includes Spain and Norway then why can't we surprise uh, so many more next summer? That's that's what I, uh, I'm hoping. There's a Ferguson who uh, is trying to batter the door down to a, to a place in the Scotland team, uh, the way he's going with Bologna at the moment, Barry. Uh, and that tells a story as well, the fact that, that Lewis is on the bench, the way he's been playing. Yep, listen, he's going to find it hard to get into that midfield. I mean, the four, I think that Steve Clark will, will pick tonight, are Billy Gilmer, Callum McGregor, Scott McTominay and and McGinn, who's been exceptional for Scotland. So he's got his work cut out to, to get into that midfield. But listen, he's doing well over, um, over Natalie, Serie A with, with Bologna. He's doing his bit, he's scoring goals. I've watched him a couple of times this season. I can't it, believe you haven't been over to watch him. I will, don't <laughs> worry, I'll get over. Um, my mum and dad were over towards the end of the season and they thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so listen, he's just got to keep doing what he's doing. And um, I'm sure in time he'll force his way into that midfield, but that's an area where we're really, really strong at this moment in time. Greg Taylor uh, was a, a name that, that jumped out at me that he wasn't in the squad, Andy. I mean, he was one of Celtic's best players last yeah. season. He can't get in. I mean, obviously Scotland are so strong in, in that in that position, um, but it doesn't seem so very long ago that we were scraping around in lots of key positions in the team. Uh, and now the squad's stacked. Yeah, well, John McGinn's gone to a different level, even down south on a weekly basis. He's maybe arguably the, the top man for Aston Villa. We, we've always had the likes of Andy Robertson, who's a Champions League winner. Kieran Tierney, who's played in the Champions League. Um, he started reasonably well at Arsenal, but it hasn't worked out for him there. He's now in La Liga. And um, I think when you look at the, the quality of our squad, Callum McGregor, who's in the middle there, uh, Billy Gilmer, who's coming on to a game, um, I think we're full of quality. We've got a number of options now and there's no reason why we can't up the level of expectation. When we were drawn in this group and I thought, oh, we've pulled Norway. That's going to be really tough. We've already gone to Norway and, and beaten them. We've beaten Spain at home. Uh, I have no doubt we'll win again tonight and that will be five wins and uh, you know we'll just want to keep the momentum going and give everyone a, a bit of confidence that we can go to Germany next year and actually win a, a game or two and, and threaten some of the, the bigger nations. Here's Andy Robertson on the campaign so far. You know, we go into every game believing that we can win every game, but, you know, I think if you, you speak to the, the most optimistic of Scotland fans, I don't think they would, uh, they would have gave us 12 points out of 12. So we've had some, you know, really good performances. I think all four of them have been different in a way dealing with different scenarios and things like that but all four of them have showed that we've got different things in in, in the bag and um, it's been a it's been a perfect campaign so far and it's up to us to continue that we know what a win tomorrow night can do for us the position it can put us in and the aim before this you know campaign started was to qualify for another major tournament and you know a win tomorrow night will will put us within touching distance of that Andy speaking yesterday, of course, uh, about tonight's game. Seven forty-five kickoff, nine forty-five over there. Um, so it's a it's a, a late start. He's right, isn't he, Barry? About the every game has been different in mm -hmm. its own way, different scenarios, as as he described there. And, and each time Scotland have found a way to win. That's what I like, Rob, about this Scotland team. Look, they're a good football inside, but when they're back backs against the wall, like Andy just mentioned, when went over to, to Norway. And they were under the cosh for quite a bit, but they showed a different side to them, and, and that's what this Scotland team can bring 
to the to the table. As I said, they've got really good football players, but listen, they've got that side of them with a determined um, not to lose a lose a goal or lose a game, and that's a brilliant thing to have. And when you listen to the players do their pressers, it looks to me if they're they're, they're fully con no overconfident, but they're confident in their own ability, and there's a real team spirit there, a real togetherness, which I think's um, a massive thing for a, a football team. We'll hear a few bits and pieces more of, of Andy Robertson. We'll hear from Stevie Clark as well, Andy. Uh, and Stevie Clark certainly got all his players well trained now in terms of doing their media stuff because the, a, a bit like the Scotland defence, they don't give much away. Yeah, he doesn't give much away. He, he, he does uh, come across as a bit doer uh, sometimes, but I think he absolutely realises the, the level of quality that he's got. We're very good... Uh, defensively, we're, we're trying out a new goalkeeper and, and Angus Gunn with, with international experience. But we've got a lot of players now who are picking up a lot of caps. That gives you that gives you good experience, good know-how. They're playing at the highest level. There is no reason to think uh, we shouldn't be able to go to, to Cyprus and get another one. Angus Gunn's lost one goal in four games and it was a disputed penalty. Yeah, and he's he's looked apart, Rob. Mm-hmm. He certainly has. I mean, he, he's a good presence in the goal. Um, he big gloves to fill. Listen, Craig Gordon was was immense um, for for Scotland. Obviously, get that horrendous injury, but he's come in um, and he's it looks if like he's been there for twenty five, thirty caps. Um, he's shown real good quality, and he looks apart. As I said, Craig Gordon's obviously on the way back, but he's the number one at this moment in time, and he deserves to be the number one. 0808 17 17 700 if you want to join the football discussion on the Go Radio football show and we're going to pick our team uh, or pick our teams but it probably will be the way it's going Andy I think it's going to be one team I think uh, I don't think there's going to be much dispute uh, and we're not going to veer too far away Stevie Clark won't from the, the team that beat Georgia last time out Yeah I think you're right and the fact that uh, Ryan Porteous has come into the starting 11 and doing so well with, with Watford playing at a good level there I think he's enjoying the physicality that you get down in the championship, we, we know that it's an absolute slog. Uh, the level of games you play, it's absolutely relentless. And I think that helps him. I think he likes the physical aspect of the game. I think he's also the type of player that can play a pass. So that is what Stevie Clark wants when he's he's playing this system. Uh, Henry, I think, is is offering himself as a, a decent player. Don't know about the, the move to... Saudi is obviously lying in his pockets, but you do wonder just about the the general level, the, the general standard. We know there's some superstars going there, but they're dotted here, there and everywhere. But apart from that, you look around the team and there's, I think there's real experience at every position. Did that surprise you about Jack Hendry? Is it a bit early for him to be heading for the Middle East? I mean, I guess the the sort of offers that are being dished out, Barry, it's yeah. it's kind of difficult to say no, but I guess it's about quality of football and competition and levels you're playing at. Well, I'm not going to knock Hendry for going over and, and lining his pockets. Listen, it's obviously a brilliant offer. Um, I, I do like him. I even liked him when he was at Celtic. I don't think he got a fair crack of the whip no. at Celtic. And obviously, he's been... Over to Belgium, he went and loaned to Italy, done really well. And since he's come into the Scotland team, um, he's done really well. As, um, on the ball, very good, defensively solid. Um, but going over to Saudi, I know there is a few top players there, but I would have liked to have seen him go to a, a different league. But listen, he's still involved in the Scotland setup. I'm sure he would have spoke to uh, Stevie Clark about that. Um, and he's okayed it. 
it looks to me so yep I, I, I like him I've always liked him um, Rob and for me since he's come into that Scotland team that back three have been superb in my eyes and Kieran Tierney on the left side the centre half look I like him as a left back but him and Robertson down that left side um, are immense and on the right side you've got Hickey who for me um, could easily play top six down in England I don't even know what foot he kicks with he's that good <laughs> with both left and right and then you've got Nathan Parson breathing yep. down his neck so there's real comp- uh, competition for places in that squad real quality as Andy mentioned real good experience um, so yeah things are, are looking really bright in the Scotland front Just back to Jack Hendry for a moment Andy would that go down as a Celtic mistake that they let him go? Well possibly but you look at anyone at, at Celtic and they've, they've continued their, their level of success I mean when, when Carter Vickers was paired with Starfield I think in the beginning you thought Starfield might be a bit of a weak link there but in fairness to him I think he came on to a right good game and I think it goes back to what we've we've always said about young players given an opportunity at Celtic, at Rangers, at some of the bigger clubs. It's so hard to nail down a place, get a game every week. Stephen Welsh at Celtic, he started last season uh, with the first goal of the season, I think, and didn't really get a lot of game time. Um, it's doubtful where he'll get a lot of game time this time round. Liam Scales, how many games is he going to get when... Uh, Celtic I've got Navarovsky fit when Carter Vickers is back the likelihood is he'll uh, revert back to the bench it's really difficult to nail your place down when when you're a young Scot playing for one of the biggest clubs in Scotland In terms of Jack Henry look, I think he could have stayed at Celtic but you've got to give him credit he's, he's looked at it and think right, I'm not going to get many minutes here I want to go away and he's another player another Scottish player that's in a way abroad and and made a name for himself and as I said I think he's got real good qualities he's big, he's strong, he's quick and he's very, very good on the ball We were speaking there about Celtic central defence it seemed like that was going to be a weakness last Sunday for them it seemed like that was an area Rangers could attack in the the old firm match Um, has your anger subsided Barry? Uh, Five days since the the game and we're still (laughs) going to speak speak about it listen, at the end of the day Rangers weren't good enough to win it that's it. You can go on about the disallowed goal. Yeah, but it should have stood. But would that have made a difference? Maybe. But I think the the quality that Rangers showed in the final third just wasn't good enough. This is going. This is a difficult time, isn't it, for Michael Beale to to have a fortnight to stew over that performance and result. Yeah, but also it's a time to go away and and reset and dust yourself down because they need to come back with all guns blazing. Rob, up at McDermott Park at 12.30 a week on Saturday mm-hmm. they, they have to go and, and roll their sleeves up forget about performances they need to go and make sure they, they come back down the road with three points that's crucial because he's under pressure um, look, I know the responsibility falls on the manager's shoulders but I'm a big believer in players have got to take a bit of responsibility as well the performances have, have not been good enough um, and it needs to start being better and that's got to start at St Johnson there's no margin for error uh, Rob no. and you know they're already four points behind uh, every game is difficult every game you're you're examined uh, the only way you make it look easy is by matching the effort of the opposition and you would expect Rangers quality to come through in the end but they've slipped up at uh, St Johnston before and I think you've got a you've got a shorter tolerance if you're a Rangers fan now because you've been 
you've been put out of the Champions League and um, you know not it wasn't even a close game you've lost the first Old Firm game of the season at home in front of all your, your supporters uh, they won't tolerate um, any more uh, points dropped um, early in the season Another problem for Michael Beale is that there's now a level of expectation let's go away from the domestic there's a level of European expectation now having toppled out of Champions League contention Rangers are now at where a lot of people say is the right level but at a level where Rangers should be winning games so that game against Betis the first game um, in in the European group stage campaign that becomes massive Barry as well Yeah of course I think domestically first and foremost they need to make sure they don't drop any points but you're right in saying the Europa League group um, stage in terms of the teams that are in it Rob I think Rangers should be looking at getting out of that against Betis against Prague against Limassol listen they're good teams but they're no top quality teams so there'll be an expectation for them to, try to get out of that group but it, it starts uh, I've been asked that a number of times it starts a week on Saturday they need to make sure they come mm. um, they come back down that motorway with, with, with three points and then they've got Betis midweek in the Europa League and then they've got a run of home games which you would fully expect Rangers to to take points um, but the pressure's on them and it'll be interesting to see how these players handle that that pressure because um, they'll, they'll be going up to McDermott Park these fans and their numbers I don't know how many stands they'll get is it two or three stands? Maybe a couple yeah They'll go up in their numbers um, and You also be, want to be entertained Barry yep. the, but Just the level of football you, you just want to be better when you've made that amount of investment but they'll be demanding that they get the three points mm. so they'll be under a bit of pressure so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it and I fully expect them to handle it because they're playing with Rangers Are you worried about the look of the squad and what the se- what the season's going to hold? I, I wasn't at the start when he brought players in so early in, this, uh, in pre-season I think that was um, a good bit of business to get them through the door but the honeymoon period's over Rob um, they've got to start producing and they've not produced enough good results um, so it'll be interesting to see what team Michael Beale puts out um, is he going to put out quite a number of the, the new signings because if you look at the Celtic game there was only three in that starting 11 yep. so I think this um, this week's training and next week's training um, it'll be crucial to see what the starting 11 is we're talking football between now and seven with Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker and you if you want to join the discussion at 808 17 17 700 uh, what would you like to see about Michael Beale about Rangers about Brendan Rodgers about Celtic and about Scotland of course who play game number five in this uh, qualification campaign uh, tonight it's a 7.45 kickoff, and we should have the team well before that uh, we will be compiling it ourselves and not too many changes to come, we reckon, for Stevie Clark in Scotland. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Well, the football already underway, European Championship qualifiers and uh, another game in Scotland's group, of course, is Georgia against Spain. Uh, Spain have gone ahead midway through the first half and Alvaro Morata has got the opening goal of that game um, it's a game tonight Andy you would reckon that that Spain uh, would win but who knows yeah you would expect with the quality they have Carvajal Laporte Rodri I saw him last week with Man City he's just he's exceptional Marata will still get you a goal Asensio they have got a great team and I, I think it, again it just 
highlights the fact we'd beaten this team. We beat them at home. And uh, when we travel to Spain, we'll go there in confidence trying to get a, another notable uh, point or, or, or a win. Did that actually happen? Did we beat Spain at We Hamden? beat Spain and we beat them comfortably. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, I know. I know. Uh, they were a bit upset about it after the game, but we were well worth it, I thought. Yeah. Do you know, we rattled their cage. We did. And they didn't like it. Um, we got in about them, but at the same time, we played some good stuff mm. against a top quality team. Um, so we thoroughly deserved to beat Spain. They, they didn't like coming here and uh, if I remember it was absolute soaking mm. wasn't it it was lashing it down um, but no we thoroughly deserved to beat Spain and I think Rodri came out and says what was it was it anti-football or something yeah I bet listen Scotland thoroughly deserved some of the football we played on the night he said it was rubbish didn't he I think rubbish uh, was the word he used <laughs> I, thought, I think he was a wee bit upset I'd take yeah. some of that it was quality rubbish he's not bad himself <laughs> Rodri's no bad no he's, he's not, not bad he's, he's not good. bad so they're playing early tonight at 5 o'clock kickoff. so we'll keep tabs on that scoreline 1-0 Spain at the moment in Georgia Scotland kickoff. 7.45 9.45 it is uh, Cypriot time um, and if Scotland <clears throat> if Scotland can win and if Spain win then that takes us to the brink I think of qualification and then it could all happen on Tuesday night Barry yep um, and I fully expect us to win tonight and I fully expect Spain to, to beat Georgia so um, well, I, I've got no issues with saying that I think we'll be in Germany um, and if or when sorry I should say we get to Germany the way that this team has came together and the way they're playing We've got to go and be confident. Look, I'm not going to say we're going to win it and get to the semis or whatever, but you've got to be confident with this group of players that if we do get there or when we do get there, we can get out of the group stages. We heard from Andy Robertson a little bit earlier. Uh, this was the point at which during the media conference uh, somebody said to him, well, you know, we're we're just, just about there. Well, you can take it for granted. Andy Robertson and the Scotland players are not thinking along those lines. No, no, we don't. Um, you know, I think we've been quite clear on that message, you know, behind the scenes. I think the manager, me, all the experienced lads, it's not done until it's done. You know, we've been in this game long enough that, you know, we don't get carried away with ourselves. We, we can let other people talk. It's good that our fans are believing that we're going to qualify for a major tournament. If, if they didn't believe that, then we would be doing something wrong. So it's good for them to believe. It's good for them to to dream about going to Germany and watching us playing it but I can guarantee that none of the lads in there are speaking about that until we have that qualified thing above our head within the group then that's the moment that we start thinking about it you know we don't let the lads think about anything other than that this game is massive for us on Friday and if we get a win then you know it you know, put us in a really good spot and um, you know obviously then we can qualify without even playing and things like that and that's that's what we're fighting for you know that's a pretty good position to be in to be five out of five and um but we have to work hard for it so the lads aren't getting ahead of themselves i can guarantee that and it's up to us to perform on the night and you know hopefully try and cement our place to where we want to be but we are definitely getting ahead of ourselves because yeah but i can guarantee you one <laughs> thing rob you do talk about it during lunch or dinner it, it does come up in conversation yeah um, well, well you're only human aren't you yeah listen it's uh, but they, they'll be professional and they'll go about their, their job in the right manner but, but it will be mentioned at times like if we win the night we've got a real good chance of, of getting there but listen he's, he's playing well in the media he's doing the right thing um, and listen again he came in for a bit of criticism a few years ago the way he was playing mm -hmm. but I think he's grew into the, the position yep 
Definitely. There were loads of games where he was not the Liverpool version of Andy Robertson, weren't there? 100%. But what I do think is with Kieran Tierney alongside him, I think they dovetail brilliantly together. Um, but I think in the last couple of years, he's been a real leader in the Scotland team. That was always going to, apparently going to be a problem. Who do you play, Andy mm. Robertson or Kieran Tierney? But we, yeah. we can adjust the system. We can get both of them in. I think Tierney... Is really quite relaxed playing as one of the central defenders. Um, you know, he doesn't have the height or physique you would expect of of someone in that position. But great competitor, and uh, Robertson's coming on in some fine form. Two 0 Spain. Two 0 Spain now, is it, Andy? Thank Two-nil. you for the update. So they are cruising by the looks of it towards uh, a win, the win Scotland uh, want, uh, along with a win for themselves. Um, of course, I mean it is teething troubles that didn't it. In the early days of of you know the remember the, the head scratching them on Barry about how do you how can you fit both those guys into the same team and that seems ridiculous now because they dovetail so well. Yeah, well, in my eyes, two of them are outstanding fullbacks, um, top quality players, and it was going to be a problem. But listen, they've solved that problem. I, I think Kieran Tierney, the lefty of back three, um, Rob has been exceptional. And, and have you watched the games, Kieran Tierney five? or six times throughout the game is actually heady Andy Robertson mm. where he just tucks in so listen they're experienced guys they know the game inside out and I think they've got a real good connection down that left side um, as I said Andy Robertson fills in at the left side of the centre half as I said if Kieran Tierney feels if he sees space he can go and drive into um, but two of them I mean we're, we're, we're really lucky to have two high class left fullbacks and I think on the other side I know they're only young Hickey and Patterson but they could be just as good as both um, Robertson and Tierney and they're both starting they're both playing regularly for Brentford and for Everton uh, Hickey and Patterson and the and, and that could be a rivalry for that position that's going on for the next decade and more yeah here's hoping and uh, Hickey came from nowhere I remember him coming through in the heart side and he played at Celtic and he looked it was the week before the cup final when they were playing Hearts in the cup final and he just looked, I wouldn't say unfit, it was just one of his early games and it looked as though just the pace of the game was 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 a bit too much for him. I think he went down with cramp with about 15, 20 minutes to go. I thought maybe he'll not play next week in the cup final, but he did, played well um, and he's gone from strength to strength. To get the, the move to Italy, that is not easy to, you know, to move away from your home. Uh, to be into another culture as as Barry's talking about Lewis uh, mm. earlier so you've got to admire them doing that and and he's come back and playing with one of the most progressive clubs in England and in Brentford they've got a really good coach and um, he's doing great things there and did Hickey look after his apartment in Bologna okay because Lewis is in it now Barry <laughs> was it in decent condition when Lewis moved in <laughs> yeah but listen he went out there and he's a prime example if you go and you produce a good level of performance you'll get that that, that move and, and listen I'm, uh, don't be surprised if he continues the way that he's progressing Hickey at Brentford and he's right they're a progressive club brilliant new stadium they're a real good team to watch but if he produces these performances Rob I, I believe Listen, this is only my opinion that he can go and play at the highest level. Because there's that that um, connection already between Bologna and Brentford and between Bologna and the English Premier League, I mean, do you think about Lewis taking that same journey potentially at, at some stage that, that that could happen for him as well, the way it's happened for Hickey? Yeah, I, I think... Um, 
I think Lewis is good enough to go and make that step. I think he's come on leaps and bounds as a footballer. His overall game's improved. You can see it with the coaching. Um, you know what the Italians are like in terms of, I mean, I've played with Italians and, and they go on about the way that they're, they're coached over there. You can see his game has come on. His positional sense and the pitch is a lot better than it was at Aberdeen. And that's me no, no being disrespectful to Aberdeen. And I think if he produces similar to Hickey, if he produces performances, teams are going to look at him. And, and money will talk because the English mm. Premier League oh. is the richest league. I know we've got a rival there in the, the Saudi League, but mm. so many of the clubs in England have, have got money that would be able to tempt uh, Bologna into doing business. And the, the individual would never lose out on his, his own his own uh, terms, conditions. They just need to dip into their back pocket, don't they, exactly. really, to, to find the money for, for, for well, a Lewis. I would love for... to see him make that move. Cause and, and I, I know I'm a bit disappointed up here that Rangers didn't show any interest. I was surprised because I thought he, he, he was really good for Aberdeen. Um, sometimes he never played in his favoured position. You've you done a lot of the Aberdeen games. Yeah. He's more a holding midfielder then. I like him further forward. Let off Alicia a wee bit, like John McGinn, getting into people's faces, making the runs into the box. And when he plays that position, he's a real threat. I, I seem to remember he was asked about this, Michael Beale, when he spoke about, you know, when Hibs had Kevin Nisbet, Hart still with Shankland and and a few others in the Scottish game. And he said, no, I look around at my squad now and there, there's no one in the Scottish League that would, that would make us better, which... I mean, it, it gives your own players a bit of a boost, but I, I'm like Barry, I, th I think it was a, a misjudgment. Yeah, it, it makes a good, like Shanklin, he's come up in conversation quite a bit. I look at Lon Shanklin, and again, he had a tough time in Belgium. I think he came back last year. When I watch Lon Shanklin, I think he's a better all-round player. His game's improved. Yeah, definitely. His link-up sure. play. Listen, yeah. he does the hardest thing in the game. Andy done it. He scored goals, but his general all-round game yeah. has improved. And I think when you look at it, it does surprise me that Rangers didn't look at, at Lon Shanklin at Hearts. Especially when you look at some of the strikers Rangers have signed who haven't exactly set the heather alight so far. Yeah, and they, they cost a fair bit of money. Look, I'm sure Hearts would have wanted a fair bit of money yeah, a bit of money for Lon Shanklin. What was it, 20-odd goals mm. last season? Um, yeah, but it does surprise me. It frustrates me at times when when like, my former club doesn't look at guys like Lewis or, or the young boy at Hibs, Doig. Yeah, Josh Doig. Yeah, I mean, he, every time I've seen him, he mm. impressed me. There was also Ron speculation, Shanklin. Barry, a few years ago when Lyndon Dykes was doing great things Another for one. Livingston. Yeah. He goes down to QPR, yeah. he does well, but more importantly, he's doing well for Scotland. You can see how important he was for a while to, to the national team, scoring goals on the international stage. So there's another one who would certainly have been a and good enough to be in Rangers squad and contribute over the course of the season. Whether he nailed down the undisputed uh, number nine tag, that that's maybe up for debate. But when you look at it now, I, I don't I don't know who Rangers number nine is. They're they're still trying to find out what their best uh, combination. You need to find out soon, won't they? Sometimes I feel we we turn a blind eye because they're Scottish. Because they're right, they're right under our nose. Yep, there's there's good players up here that I think we've lost where they were in the, the, the price bracket. It's certainly a Rangers or Celtic where I think they should have maybe have inquired or had a, a, a go at it. Um, I remember Virgil van Dijk being here 
uh, Barry and a lot of the English clubs you know they came up to watch him in Champions League games and were just unconvinced because you know what it's like down south they, they, they look down upon the, the Scottish game in general so he had to make that step to, to Southampton before he showed his quality and eventually got his move to, to Liverpool where he became one of the one of the finest centre-backs in the world. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange the way people look at, at Scottish football and so hesitant about the, the quality that we we might have or might not have. Mm. There's another one you mentioned, like Nisbet. What was it, just over a million pound going down to Millwall? I think he's worth. I think he's worth it all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him again. He's listen. He suffered a horrendous injury, but I think he came back stronger and better. And as I said, Rob, it sometimes frustrates me that we, we let let these players leave our game. Um, look, I know there's not a lot of money in our game, but certainly from all clubs' point of view, I think they've missed out on a couple. Yeah, I mean, when you think back, you think I mean, John McGinn is the sort of screaming oh. example, isn't he, of, of yeah. somebody who was playing in our game, in our football, who was allowed to slip across the border. Lyndon Dykes is a good shout yeah. uh, as well. And, you know, at the moment, Lauren Shanklin would be I mean, uh, would be a player that, that comes to mind. The Aston Villa in the Championship for £3.5 million. Yeah. Look, I, I think, again, he's another player that's went up levels since he's been down there. But would he be worth now? Oh. But you'll always get the likes of Billy Gilmer, who was a... Uh, he had all the potential at Rangers but you know he was so young and uh, it was Chelsea that came in and they knew about his potential wanted to take him a couple of the young lads that went to, ben to Doak. Bayern Munich Ben yeah. Doak, well, ben Doak. Yeah. Uh, you know Liverpool prized him away from Celtic yeah. there was a couple of young Celtic lads that you know was at Hepburn and Morrison mm-hmm. and they went to Bayern Munich mm-hmm. so but, but, you know all, all this potential and some of the real giants of European football will we'll pay the money to is get that, them out. Maybe that's a bit more forgivable because these guys yeah. haven't got a profile at that stage. Sure. Nobody really sure. know, knows much about them. Yeah. But, but when you're a Lauren Shankland or a John McGinn or a Lyndon Dykes and you've had first-team football in Scotland, it's, everybody's a good, had a good long look at you. Yeah, know, we, but maybe there's an obsession with the glamour, I put the glamour in quotes, yeah. of, of going to uh, a, for, yeah, a foreign market yeah, and go, signing somebody. Go, yeah, the Dutch market or... Yeah. Yeah, whatever market it is. Because it seems cheapskate maybe to, yep. to shop in Scotland. I, you, I think it might be changing now when you see the likes of Hickey, uh, Lewis Ferguson, uh, Josh Doig. You know, that maybe Scotland is a market that they're looking at differently. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the some of the foreign uh, leagues that are taking some of our uh, young players and wanting to develop them and think we can polish them up and they can be a, a bit of a gem. And probably the success of the Scotland team is, yeah, has I think something to do with that as well. Yeah, I think it yeah, helps. Rob. That clubs are coming here uh, and having a look. It's the Go Radio Football Show and we're going to have the quiz next and uh, that will be the opportunity for Philip, who's a Celtic fan from Pollock, to uh, hopefully answer five questions and he has the chance to win £250 to spend in Alea Glasgow's newly relaunched sports bar. It's on the way. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Well, I certainly got my first question wrong because it's Stephen from Alexandra 
Parade, who is a Rangers fan who is joining us uh, because we've teamed up with Alia Glasgow uh, to give you the chance to win up to £250 to spend in their brand new relaunched sports bar uh, where you can watch all your favourite sports action this season. Each question is going to be worth 50 quid. There are five of them and by my dodgy arithmetic that comes to... T- <laughs> is that right, Andy? 250 Very good. You're t- in top form, Rob. <laughs> t- £250. Stephen, Stephen, how are you? I'm okay, yourselves? Yeah, good, thanks, yeah. Are you uh, feeling sharp in terms of your sporting knowledge to get these questions right? Uh, generally no bad, so let's, let's hope so, yeah. Righty. Um, I, I would offer you some assistance from Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker, but I'm not entirely sure that that's going to be any benefit to you, but uh, we'll, we'll give it a go anyway. <laughs> Are you are you ready to go with your your questions and uh, well I hopefully your answers? So question number one is Scotland drew two goals each with England in 2017. Uh, who scored both goals uh, for the Scottish team that day? Lee Griffiths. You have fifty pounds already. Well done to you. I was lucky enough to be um, commentating on that game that day. That was incredible. And Harry Kane, Andy spoiled it all, didn't he? Oh, jeez. Who was it? Was it Stuart Armstrong? Yeah. He went went right with a pass when he should have went left, and we would have seen it out. But there you go. Did you enjoy those goals, Stephen? I remember the free kicks cracking. Yeah. And then, yeah, he enjoyed it so much he he went and did it again. Uh, Question question number two: Which team currently sit fourth? In the Scottish Premiership. Hey, I think try to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting fingers on a keyboard there. Yeah, it's a team you support. Rangers for that. Was that a <laughs> uh, Rangers? I. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, that's currently a situation that is bringing tears to Barry Ferguson's eyes. The fact that Rangers well, could possibly be in fourth. I thought I was position. going to get in trouble there for. No, not at all. No, not at all. No, no. We got there in the end. So, 100 quid uh, you have won so far, Stephen. Question number three. Which team will Celtic play first in the Champions League, their new campaign? Yeah, Feyenoord. Feyenoord is right. Uh, So that is £150 uh, for you so far. Uh, They're not stretching you these questions too much so far, it would have to be said. Uh, Question number four, uh, which club sacked Scott Brown in the past week? Fleetwood. Is right. Uh, How much is that, Barry? £200. Good, well well done. Uh, Finally, question number five. So this to get you to the maximum £250. Uh, which other country was Scotland striker Lyndon Dykes eligible to play Australia. for? Is the uh, right answer. You've done it. Man. Five out of five, Stephen. Well done. Um, so £250 for you to spend in Alea, Glasgow, uh, the new relaunched sports bar. Uh, so do you think you've got some contenders to go with you to help you to spend that or do you think you managed to do it all on your own? Well, it's my birthday on Tuesday, so ah, my partner will be we'll going there. We'll see you there on Tuesday then, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, I'll buy you a pint if you're there, not a problem. Perfect, yeah, perfect. And just just while we've got you on the line, uh, Stephen, as a Rangers yeah. fan, what, what are you thinking at the moment? Oh, disappointed, very disappointed, to be honest. And, I mean... Just, uh, as, the that's a, it's a formation that needs, needs to go to a... A back three. There's no width in the team. It needs to go to a back three and get the width for Barisic and Tavernier. We play a decent team. You can see it straight away. When they're going forward, there's nobody in defence to defend, but it can cut out every time. You can't play in Scotland with four defenders. You need to go to a back three 
two wing-backs and get them further forward. And one of the midfielders obviously drop in to cover the back four when need be. Need be. That's the only way. What do you think, Barry? Going forward. It's, it's a good shout. Um, I'm sure I heard Michael Beale saying that that was a formation he may consider, um, but we've, we've not seen it yet. Um, I thought he may have played that. Um, I think it was the away game against Servette because um, when you're going over there it makes you more solid and obviously the way that he plays he likes his, his full backs or if you're playing a back three it's going to be wing backs he likes them really high up the pitch but if you're struggling you can get them back in and it makes it a back five where it's obviously hard to get through so I think he needs to go and, and maybe change the formation or change the per- personnel so it'll be interesting to see what he does a, a, a week on Saturday Is Michael Beale still the man for you Stephen? To be honest, I'm no, no, not half percent sure. I'd say maybe forty percent. I don't think he can afford to lose any more points. But as the same, but obviously Celtic get advantage every weekend now. So as in the Europa League, we had to qualify for the Champions League to be the same level playing field as them. Now we're chasing them every week. They play first, we play second, so we drop any more points. It's cut them basically. That's it. Game over. Season is done. I mean, if Michael Beale were to be sacked anytime soon, Andy, it just means that Rangers have got to start all over again, don't they? I mean, loads of those players who've come in would be probably then on the way out and you're rebuilding a squad again. How can you attract a top quality manager? Anyone who wants to, to come to a club like Rangers wants some sort of kitty to spend. Rangers aren't a bottomless pit. Uh, to be fair to the current board, they have they seem to have backed uh, Michael and uh, Michael Beale in this transfer window um, so it'd be difficult to to find the money to back someone again in, in January and, and then next uh, summer and the, I think Stephen just is echoing what a lot of Rangers supporters are thinking there's there's no margin for error now Yeah there, there's a lot of anger and frustration there's no doubt about it and the only way you can stop all the noise is we getting results Rob mm-hmm. that, that's the only thing that's going to stop it um, and it's going to keep Michael Beale in a job and they need to start that as I, I keep I think I mentioned it three or four times now I don't care if St Johnson are struggling this season um, and you're playing away from home they need to go up there and, and, and put a performance on and make sure they, they get the three points um, and that's the only way they're going to stop all the speculation is we making sure you win games of football do those new arrivals, those strikers, look as if they need time to settle? Do you think, Stephen, given time, they're going to be the answer? They need service to start with. They're not getting service. That's that's, uh, that's what I can see. There's no enough balls in the box. When the balls are getting put in the box, there's one player, Dessers, in the box against what, three, four, five defenders. It's it's no working. The formation is obviously no working the way he's playing. So it needs to get changed to... Obviously, accommodate the players that's come in and try obviously help them go forward. Yeah, I mean Barry's very much focused on that St Johnston game, but we've also been talking about the Europa League campaign, which begins with the home game against Betis, and and that becomes absolutely crucial as well, doesn't it? Having dropped down from Champions League level to that. I therefore, I say it's a tough group, still a tough group, but I I, I can't see is going to group. To be honest, I don't think we're good enough to do it. Mm. Okay, well, you were good enough uh, to win in the quiz and uh, we will be arranging to get that spending money to you and by the sounds of it, uh, your birthday on Tuesday, uh, spending it is not going to be too much of a challenge. No, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I get through as much of that as I can. He's got to go tonight. How quick does he get the money? 
Well, <laughs> I'll go the night if it's in my back. I'll go. I've got it in my back pocket. I'll just meet you there. That's <laughs> fine, not a problem. <laughs> well done, Stephen. Well done. Well done, Stephen. All the best. Good to have you on the show. All the best. He will enjoy that. Uh, Stephen, a winner of the Maximum 250, heading for Alia Glasgow. Um, it's a common theme, that, isn't it? Quite a lot of the Rangers fans, I mean, people that I've bumped into and spoke to. Um, they're no no happy what's what's going on. So it's a big couple of weeks for, for Rangers. They see this like kind of week and next week it's so important for Rangers. On that training ground. They need to get through every scenario that's going to happen and make sure they get the right start in eleven. Um for that game against St Johnson. And is he going to go and change the formation? Um so yeah, but I'm looking forward to the game because there's a lot of pressure on it. Mm. But Listen, if you want to play with Rangers, you need to be able to handle that pressure. You've got it all the time, haven't you? Yep. Um, and, on the other, and on the other side of the fence, of course, Andy, uh, Brendan Rodgers has got a big smile on his face because uh, there were all sorts of questions being asked about him after some faltering yeah. form going into into that game. I thought for the first time in a while, you know, speaking to some Celtic fans, there was a bit of apprehension about going to Ibrox. Maybe a good number of Celtic fans not expecting... To win, given that the previous two games hadn't scored a goal, hadn't really played well. St Johnston, who Rangers are playing, deserved uh, a point at Celtic Park in the 0-0 draw. They, they, they were knocked out by Kilmarnock and again, Kilmarnock deserved to win that game. So I think there was a lot of apprehension, but Brendan Rodgers put a team together and I thought the, the times when they sat deep and said, you know, what have you got? Come and attack us, we'll hit you on the break. And in all honesty, looking at it from a Celtic point of view, I think they should maybe have done better on the break and got another goal or two. And I think when you look at it, you would have to say Celtic will improve. There are some good players uh, to come back to to full fitness. And um, yeah, you don't expect them to to drop points at home to St Johnson, but they did. Every Every opponent is difficult. It did. Um, it seemed as if it was a big missed opportunity for Rangers when you considered what Celtic were like going into that game. And, and one and one thing in particular, and I'm sure you've spoken about it till you're blue, literally blue in the face, uh, Barry, is the the amount of time and room that that Callum McGregor got early in the game to get himself settled and established and take charge. Yeah, listen, there's one player on the Celtic team that you don't want to allow time on the ball. And if you give him time on the ball, he'll dictate a game of football, and that's Callum McGregor. And it was evident to see that after 15 or 20 minutes. There was no no one within 10 or so yards of him. And when you give good players time and space, certainly a player like Callum McGregor, he's going to dominate. And that's when Celtic started to get a grip in the game, certainly in the in the first half. And that last 20, 25 minutes, he probably, I think if you ask Callum himself, it was probably one of the easiest old firm games he'd probably played in for that period of time mm-hmm. in the first half. So, yeah, that, that was a frustrating thing where nobody got near him. Um, and getting into the game, Rob, I'll be honest, I was confident. I'm never overconfident. I'm always cautious, mm-hmm. no matter how Celtic, um, whether in brilliant form or poor form. I watched him the previous week against St. Johnson. It's the poorest I've seen Celtic. I really, it really was and obviously you go into the midweek and Rangers were really poor in Eindhoven but then that's a perfect game you want when you went out to a big defeat and a poor performance you want a game round the corner and there's no better game than playing against your fiercest rivals and that's the thing that really frustrated me with the game on Sunday one they never done enough 
Secondly, they gave Callum McGregor far too much space. And the only real quality in the game, I'll be honest with you, was the wee guy up top for Celtic, Kyogo, who... Did what, he, did what he does. Yeah, he, he did, didn't it? But for a, a Rangers point of view, it's a poor goal to lose. Mm-hmm. The header's got to be better in the positional sense of John Suter. He's got to get up when Connor Golson headers it. And when Kyogo's playing on your shoulder, he's always a danger. And the, the finish past Jack Butland was was an absolute cracker against a keeper who's been in, in top, top form. They kicked off in Georgia at five o'clock and it is already 4-0 Spain. Morata has got a couple of them. So Spain are certainly doing the business early on, well on the way to winning that game. As for Scotland, it's a 7.45 uh, start in Cyprus in Larnaca. Um, and by that time, uh, Spain will have three points tucked away as they try to play catch-up. Scotland, of course, are setting the pace. Can they continue to keep up that momentum at the top of Group A? The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Could be a big night in Larnaca for Stevie Clark and the Scotland team. The kickoff at 7.45. We should have the team news maybe in the next 15 minutes and uh, instant uh, it will be all yours as well. The minute we have a, not expecting too many changes, of course, uh, from the team who has beat Georgia last time out and took the record so far in Group A to four wins out of four. It's a big night already for Spain in Georgia, and uh, they already four up, four up half time against Georgia, well on the way to three points as they look to. Uh, try to catch up with uh, Scotland but it would be a good result for Scotland if Spain win tonight and Scotland win and then it could all be sorted come uh, Tuesday night it's a big night tomorrow night uh, for Barry Ferguson and uh, Rangers in the the Masters football at Brayhead uh, Barry that should be that should be some night you just need to improve Barry yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we need to get a few results that's for sure um, yeah looking forward to it Rob Um Meeting up with a lot of ex-teammates is, is great and obviously Celtic are involved, Hibs are involved, yeah. Hearts are involved, guys who you come up against and and obviously respected. We'll have a good laugh before it but I'm sure when that, that whistle goes, Rob, um, we'll be desperate to win for our, our team and Good. hopefully there's a good crowd um, turns out I think it's about 3,000 maybe I'm, I'm commentating on it actually I'm looking forward to it uh, there's some big names some good names I mean likes of for Celtic uh, Joe Ledley is there and Gary Hooper players like yeah, that they've, Mark, they've Mark Wilson youth yeah, yeah they've got a bit of youth in their, <laughs> their, their team um, is Gary Hooper still playing? He is, yeah. He's, play, yeah, he's playing. He's playing. Into that. He's playing. Rules, <laughs> I'm look into the rule book. <laughs> he's playing in the Emirates. Uh, I think at the moment he's he's just turned 35, and at 35 is is the is the age you've got to be at, isn't it, to yep. qualify? Yep. Over. You've got to be over 35. Yeah. They, they have. They've went down the youthful um, way. We have as well. To be fair, um, we've got a few ones in our team. We've got 
Alan Hutton, uh, Graham Dorns. Mm-hmm. He's still playing. He's still it counts playing. for a lot, honestly. When yeah. you're past thirty-five and you're not really, uh, you're not really as fit as you were, and you're up against the guys that are fit. Mm. It counts for a lot. I, I played in these years ago, and they're mm. great, they're yeah. great fun. Yeah, um, we've got up, up top. We've got Kenny. The only issue we've got Boydie. He doesn't do much running about. <laughs> but he never did. No, true, true. But listen, it's brilliant to, to as I say, is to catch up with um, all your old teammates and have a laugh and a joke. And the Celtic boys will be there. The Hibs and Hearts boys will be good crack before it. But listen, it's serious. Once the whistle goes, listen, yeah. Oh, you want to win? Yeah, you're desperate to win. Alan Hutton must be free of media appointments tomorrow night because he's available, isn't he? Yep, him and Kenny must be free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sick of the sight of them um, on TV. <laughs> but listen, it'll be great to catch up. They were, um, I keep telling people this, the six months that um, Alan Hutton had before he, he got that £9, uh, £9 million pound move, uh, sorry, should I say, he, he taught them. He was unbelievable. Mm. Um, I mean, on to, to do well for Spurs and then get the move to, obviously, Aston Villa. Um, but yeah, as I said. He was, he was a Scottish Cafu, wasn't he, for a while? He was, as I said, he was unplayable for six months and I've seen the reason why Spurs wanted to pay nine, uh, £9 million pound for him. Well, we talked to Gary in the Gorbals. What do you think? Let's hear it. Gary! How you doing, Rob? Very well, Evening, thanks. Guys. Yourself? Hi, Gary. Yeah, all good. As I say, it's good. Uh, it's, it's not usually good to get an international break uh, up and running, but the, the way we've been playing, obviously... You know, really, really looking forward to the game. A bit apprehensive, I have to be honest. Um, Why? I think just because, I don't want to be negative, but at the same time, we've never been in this position, usually in a group stage. You know, we're normally halfway through and we're already out. We're already looking to to book our summer holidays to watch everybody else at these tournaments. So, Do you think we'll get a nosebleed because we're too far up that Group A table? Yeah, especially, I mean, when when you saw the group getting drawn, you saw Spain and you saw Norway, I think Andy Lodite earlier on, I think, you're thinking, you know, maybe fall back on the playoff places that, that we had kind of thing already secured. So I do think that it'll probably go a wee bit more, um, a wee bit more defensive, no in terms of too many changes, but I think Kenny McLean will probably, will probably fit in somewhere tonight, maybe get a start. Um, I don't know if the team news is out yet. Not, but not quite, but I, I mean, I, I was just going to sorry, I'm yeah. just just going to sorry, I'm just going to say, Gary. The, so the team against Georgia, which is kind of what we're basing tonight on, I guess, was Gunn and Goals, Porteous, Hendry, and Tierney, Hickey and Robertson, wing backs, Gilmore, McGregor, McTominay, McGinn, and Dykes. So yeah. how how are you changing that? You you're, you're bringing Kenny McLean say, in. Yeah, yeah, just bringing in Kenny McLean uh, and that. DM role just just maybe dropping Gilmore. I know Gilmore's been playing well at Brighton and things like that. And I just don't know if they'll go too kind of gung ho tonight. Um, I think it might be more of a kind of a a, a nervy kind of game tonight. You know, it, it wasn't the greatest of games, obviously, at the start of the campaign, but we got the job done. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that we can we can scrape through this, and I'd happily take a two one because, as you say, Spain are already doing their part for us tonight. Let's hear Stevie Clark talking about Cyprus. Yeah, difficult game. Obviously a proud team, proud to represent their their country, Cyprus. The they're always difficult opponents for us. There's never much in the games. Two late goals at Hamden probably put a little gloss on the, the scoreline that we didn't deserve at the time. So now we expect a tough game. Haven't been on the pitch yet, so I, I can't really comment on that one. We expect a nice surface. Sometimes it can be a little bit dry with the heat. Conditions will be hot, but 
it was pretty hot in Norway when we went there as well, so we've had some experience. It wasn't too cold in Glasgow before we left. It was it was nice and sunny, so listen, you just have to deal with the conditions, whatever they are, and, and make sure that you get the result that you want. Gary was saying, Barry, that um, he doesn't think Stevie Clark will go gung-ho. I'm not sure Stevie Clark can spell gung-ho. <laughs> no, I, and listen, I, I can understand where Gary's coming from, but I, I just look at that starting eleven. If Lyndon Dykes had been playing games of football for QPR, I think he would have been up top instead of Shea Adams. But for me, apart from Shea Adams, that's the strongest team. And, and look, there's enough experience in the centre of the pitch. Um, Billy and, and Callum like to be the anchors in there and that allows McTominay and McGinn to, to get up top and support the, the, the main striker. So I think it'll be the... The, the obviously the starting eleven that we mentioned I can't see there's been any changes Do you understand Andy what Gary's saying about Kenny McLean? Yeah I, I mean he come, he comes on in, in Norway and gets us a goal I mean what, what more can you do as a substitute to make an impact and to tell your manager that you're maybe worth a start but I think there's a lot of loyalty coming from Stevie Clark to the players that have you know got him into to this position and I think he does look at his bench and I think there is an attitude with these Scotland players that they do want to impress. And maybe for a while, uh, some years ago, maybe some of the players weren't really turning up because they thought it was a maybe chasing a lost cause. But I'm absolutely convinced we're going to go to the European finals in Germany. And, uh, you know, these games are important if you want to impress the manager and, and do well. I'm not so sure Kenny will... We'll get a game from the start, but I've absolutely no doubt uh, he will come on just as he did in in Norway and hopefully get another goal. The beauty of this squad is the strength and depth mm. of the team that we believe the three is it's going to start. If somebody's off it a wee bit, listen, there's real good quality in that bench. As Gary's meant, Kenny McLean, Stuart Armstrong, who he always does a yeah. great job for Scotland um, there's Lewis there's Lyndon Dykes I know he's not played a lot of football but he's going to be available well, there's Ryan Christie isn't there Ryan Christie as well Nathan Patterson I mean I'm talking about guys that could easily get into that starting mm. 11 um, so that's what's great about this Scotland squad um, if you don't produce the goods there's somebody in the sidelines ready to take your place and Gary, if you've got if you've got Kenny McLean in your midfield I, I take it you've got have you got would you have Che Adams up front as well um, yeah, yeah, I would go with Adams. It was it was a toss up between Dykes and Adams. I'm thinking Dykes because he can hold the ball up a lot, and you know you can then get lights him again and things like that to run off him mm-hmm. and take it up. Um, but I mean, just to to touch on Elliot Anderson saga as well. You know, if there is a saga to to be spoke about, I, I, I like the way Stevie Clark's handled it. You know, because I know a lot of people were kind of wee bit worried last night when he was saying he just went home. They didn't get any assurances from. From Elliot, um, as a Newcastle fan, I know that he's he's he struggled with an injury, and he's been getting rehab for it. But I don't. Me personally, I would love him to play for Scotland to turn out for Scotland. But at the end of the day, it's up to him. Obviously, if 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 he's had words in his ear and he's he's away for other reasons and and maybe changed his mind and wants to to turn out for England, then that's fine. We've got the strength in midfield that that we can replace him with. But I think I'd have no doubts whatsoever that I think he'll be back for the next the next selection. To be honest, I I don't see there being any problems with it. I think it's just been simply an injury kind of thing that he's. That it he's is a, It's really strange when he was asked about it, Stevie Clark, and he said, "No, he he just went home." Mm. And you think, "Oh, there's maybe a 
There's maybe a lack of yeah, commitment. Yeah, he's, he's not going to beg in. He's not going to beg anybody, Andy. That's, yeah, that's, no, that's no, sure. About him, and no, yeah. nobody should have to yeah, beg anybody absolutely. to play for Scotland. At I agree. Time. I take it he'll have been presented with the barrel of whiskey and the kilt and all the rest of it just to just to ensure that he's not going to waver uh, on this. But he, he sounds a he, he sounds a, a real talent and and of course part of running the squad for Stevie Clark and he talks a lot about continuity and stability um, and all the rest of it. But every so often, Barry, you need you need the refresh as well, don't you? You need you need to uh, give guys like Elliot Anderson the chance to come in. But that's what he's done over. Yeah. His period as Scotland manager, yep. he has his. He's brought the young players through. He's not brought them all at once. It's and one and twos. And and listen, that's uh, that's credit to the under twenty ones because they're obviously doing pretty well. There's some really good players, and there'll be an influx of other young ones. We've mentioned a young player like Ben Doak, for instance. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be long before he forces his way into the Liverpool team and then obviously forces his way into the, the Scotland national team. So we're in a pretty good place um, at this moment in time, the Scottish national team. And it's been great, Andy, to see that resurgence from Billy Gilmore, hasn't it? Who yeah. who was out of who couldn't get into the Chelsea team, then couldn't get into the Norwich team when he was alone there. And, it, and it's all finally come together at Brighton, which is actually the perfect place for him to be at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it is. When you think back to how well he'd done for Chelsea and then those moves that you mentioned and uh, you look at his performance when we played England at Wembley in the last Euros and he was almost top man that day. So you were always expecting a bit more, but now he's he, he's showing that he can be a really important player for us. And again, as with Patterson and Hickey, the conversation we were having a little bit earlier, Billy Gilmore can be on the scene for a long, long time. Yeah, and again, when you, you look at the kind of um, age of this, this, this squad, this is a squad that can be together for another four, six years, certainly with the, 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 the age bracket of most of the, the, the players. And it's that's what you want. You, you want that, but also what he's doing brilliantly, as I said, Rob, he's bringing mm-hmm. players through. And that's what you want to see. You want young players been given that that opportunity and in terms of Billy Gilmer listen he went through a tough period but that shows you the mentality of the young man Um, it must have been hard getting that move to Brighton the manager that signs you then leaves two weeks later he found himself out the Brighton team but he's forced his way back in and I thought the last international game against Georgia he was back to his best he was outstanding in the middle of the pitch controlling the game Gary are you concerned at all about the lack of game time this season so far for Scott McTominay? Well, when you look at it, you know, you compare it to the Kieran Tierney situation at Arsenal, you know, and he wasn't getting a lot of game time, but he's probably shown he's actually his, his best stuff in a dark blue jersey kind of thing. So, yeah, listen, it's always it's always nervous when you when you when your players, your international players, don't play for the clubs regularly. But I think like Sir McTominay, it's probably, he's got more of that hunger in his belly to show Eric Ten Hag what he can bring to the Manchester United team like. Obviously, Tierney would have been to Arsenal. Um, I know he's only on loan, Sociedad, but you know, I, I don't, I don't see any problem by by watching the last few games, especially for Scotland. You know, I think it's is it five goals in four four games in this campaign for McTominay. Mm. So he's he's definitely and he can play a, a range of different positions. I think he's one of these players that will just he just wants to play. He, he wants to play football, and and I don't think there's any problem with him not playing. Football, but it's just that in case a, fit, a fitness level, in case there's problems with it, then with a, with a fitness level, if he's not playing, we can I, I, I think 
I think there is a problem if he if he doesn't play. I mean, he'll want to play from the start for Scotland when we when we get to Germany next summer. And uh, uh, Gary and I, I think he would need to join someone if he's not getting a game for Man United at all. And it, I'm not sure it looks that way. Um, I think he would he, he would really have to try to, to go move in January. In January. Yep. And, and get himself playing every week. It did, look, it did look as if it was going to happen this time yeah, around, didn't I, it? Yeah, I, and I I'm, not go. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not I think he's so underrated, Scott McTominay. Mm. I like him. Brilliant size, middle of the pitch. He's done a job at the back, remember, for yep. Scotland, but I really like him. Mm. I, I think um, Man United need a player like that yeah. at this moment in time. I, I can't believe he's, he's not getting a, a look in, but listen, he'll need to look at that seriously. If he's not getting much game time, as Andy says, he needs to go somewhere even if it's just for a, until the end of the season in January. And I think, Andy, that the, the shambles that Man United has been over the last couple of years yeah. ha, ha, probably shows him in an even better light because because he has kept up his levels when bigger names around him have been kind of losing the plot. Yeah, you, you, you look at him and you, you talk about his attitude. Um, whenever you speak to Dan Fletcher, you talk about his attitude. Absolutely spot on. He really lets you down and he's obviously coming into some of the best form of his career for the national team. I mean, he looks so important, has been so important in this campaign. And I hope he gets the move that he wants, even if it's just for a short time in January, because I would love to see him playing for us in Germany next summer. There'll be a number of the clubs would take Scott McTominay. Mm. No doubt. West Ham were interested, weren't they? Yeah, and I don't know, what, what were they talking, 35, 40 million pounds? I think so, yeah. I mean, if clubs are not willing to do that, I'm sure he needs to go and sit down with the manager and saying, listen, I've got Germany to think of. Is there any chance I can get out and loan? Because you need to play games of football before you go into, into major tournaments. I think that's why we're also pleased that Kieran Tierney got his move yeah. to Sociedad because mm. he's playing yeah. at a really good uh, level in the uh, La Liga. Uh, with a club that are challenging up at the top half of the table and you know he'll be playing week in week out hopefully he will remain fit and he'll be a better player for Scotland because of the season he's had there I, I would like to find out the reasons why he didn't get a look in at Arsenal mm. for me he, he's, he should be playing at Arsenal yeah. uh, that was a, a strange one um, but listen it's only only Kieran and, and Arteta um, know the reasons why but he's a He's a top player. He, he's probably in my eyes Scotland's most important player. Right, Tierney. Yeah. Why? Why? No, top quality player. I just think he's got that bit about him. He's a he's a leader, Andy. Mm-hmm. He's got everything about him. I, I just like him. I just think he brings. Just brings a real presence to the Scotland team, and I'm not talking about presence in, in terms of size because he's not the biggest Kieran Tierney, but he, he's just his all round game is is quality. And as I said, every time I watched Arsenal and he wasn't playing, I'm thinking to myself, why? There must be a reason why. It's well, not because his attitude, because he's no, no, not at all. They've got who they got. They've got Zinchenko. They've got Tomiyasu. I mean, they do have quality players, but it's like, them, Andy. like Barry, I thought he was more than capable of of holding his own there never mind the, the level of competition he's got plus his attitude you know you just want that in your team don't you yeah, that yeah. fire he's and passion package. he's got he's got the full package he's yeah. not just a good defender and a good football player Yeah, he's got that fiery bit about him he looks to me if he's a leader on, on the pitch um, so that's a dying breed 
he's a throwback here in Tierney. Mm. I can't believe we've spoken about Scotland for about 15-20 minutes, Gary, and we haven't mentioned John McGinn. <laughs> oh, absolutely love him. Absolutely love him, John. And he's, when you look at how far he's came, um, just even with Aston Villa, I'm very surprised he's not had had a move um, since he's been down at Villa because I thought definitely one of the bigger teams would have been sniffing about him. You know, I, I think what he gives for Scotland as well, um, you know, he's, he's definitely, he, he he's a captain. We talk about, we talk about um, obviously Kieran Tierney and what he's got in the lock and he's a captain uh, and himself as well kind of thing. So we've got leaders all over that pitch um, in Scotland and, and, you know, John's always good for a, for a, um, a top-class goal, a top-quality goal kind of thing in him. Have you seen Arsene Villa a few times mm-hmm. this season? He mm-hmm. plays on the right side, have mm-hmm. you noticed that? Yeah. Um, I think it suits him as well. Yeah. That just shows you he's normally a central midfielder. Come in and off the right side. Yeah, but he, he can play anywhere a, a, across the, the middle yeah. of the pitch. Okay. Um, but he's a player. See, at Hibs, I always looked at, at John McGinn and I thought, he's good. I wasn't sure if he could go to that next level, but oh my God, has he improved as a football player? When I've been on here uh, before Barry speaking to Steve McGinn, his brother, and he talks about the relationship he has with the manager, Unai Emery, and uh, absolutely loves him. Mm-hmm. Thinks he's really taken his game to another level, just the, the bit of detail that they have. You saw, I think, in their attitude at Easter Road against Hibs, that, that that's a manager and a team that want to take that trophy seriously and try and win it. You saw what it meant to the West Ham players, manager, staff, and maybe most importantly of all, the what it meant to the fans last season winning that. So I, I think Aston Villa will go really far in that tournament. It's the Go Radio Football Show. We're across the UEFA website. The team hasn't been announced quite yet, but it will be shortly and we'll have it with you shortly. Gary, before you go, scoreline tonight in Larnaca? Uh, we'll go 2-1 Scotland. 2-1 Good Scotland. Man. And your travel plans to Germany booked <laughs> for next summer? Yeah, definitely. Already, already got the, the accommodation and the travel sort. You got your leader hose. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't spell leader hosing, but yeah. Well. <laughs> Gary, thanks. Is that, is that a beer? Yeah, <laughs> it will be by then. <laughs> Gary, good yeah, to have you on the show. Good to hear from you. Cheers. All the best. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for the best customer service. Call 0800 233 5788. Let's go. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Let's go! As Andy's just said, the comeback could be on for Georgia. <laughs> they have scored. Um, the problem for them was that uh, Spain had scored four by that stage, so they got one back. 4-1 it is uh, in Georgia. That was a five o'clock kickoff. This is the Go Radio Football Show. And it's 7.45 for Scotland in terms of kickoff in Larnaca, so that's just about... A minute, um, it's about an hour and 15, 16, 17 minutes away. Uh, so we will bring you the team news when we have it. We're not expecting uh, too much in the way of change for uh, Scotland. And, uh, well, the conversation about John McGinn, as, as so often happens on this show, the conversation about John McGinn continued into the break. Um, and I was interested in your point. It was a really good point, Barry, about that, that, you know, the way, I mean, John McGinn was a very good player at Hibs, but mm. he has gone through the stratospheres, hasn't he, in terms of how he's developed uh, at Aston Villa. And there, wasn't, there was a time not so very long ago where he, where he was out of the team, struggling a little yeah, bit. He got he, the, he's come back even stronger, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got the captaincy... Um, obviously Aston Villa were struggling a wee bit um, and I thought he, he got a bit of unfair criticism um, so he found himself out of the team 
And now the new manager comes in and he's a massive part of his team. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you watch Aston Villa. He's one of their driving forces. He plays on the right side, mm-hmm. cutting in. And I think it suits him. But that shows you that he's adaptable. He can play anywhere across the, the, the middle. But in terms of levels, he went up, he's went up two or three levels since he's he's moved from um, Hibs. And I wasn't being di- disrespectful when I seen Hibs. I just thought, a hey, good player. Mm-hmm. Good player. He gets a move down there. But I just think he's... He went to... Championship, of yep. course, first with which the is Villa. a tough league, and to even a, a really tough league, a real slog, relentless. But once you make that step from the Championship, and then you go up to the Premier League, and he's still showing that he's more than capable mm-hmm. of being a, a top player at that level. It's terrific. He's got such a good attitude, hasn't he? I mean, he, yeah. he he would run through a brick wall. In fact, I think he frequently does run through a brick wall. <laughs> I think you get that in his family. I mean, they all seem to be. You talk to Stephen a bit. The career that he's had at, at Sheffield United and Watford and St Mirren and everywhere else he's been, and of course Paul, who um, we bit unlucky to get sent off last week at uh, mm-hmm. at Tynecastle, but it's obviously a great footballing family, and they're they're very supportive of each other. We were we were speaking about uh, Kieran Tierney as well, and 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 you were just saying he is he's the man, he is the he's the main man for Scotland, Barry, as you see it, and I just think that that's something. I mean. You don't have to go back too far to know that there was very little frightening about playing Scotland for the opposition. That must be frightening now for any team, whatever their quality, when they come up against Robertson and Tierney raining at them down that side. Yeah, but I think um, teams now respect Scotland. Um, I think there are no pushovers, as I said, uh, Rob. They're a very good football team, but they're a, when they need to mix it up, and when the back's against the wall, when it's tough, you can see them, they're putting their bodies on the line. And that's what I like about this Scotland team. There's a real good mix about them. When when they've got time and space, like anybody can be good footballers, but when, when they're up against it, they, they've got a real um, desire and a real togetherness. And that's the thing that, that jumps out at me when I, I watch a Scotland team. And it, I mean, they're going over to a place tonight and I'm sure... Cyprus will have a, a bit of the ball because, listen, they're not the worst team, Cyprus. But I've got every confidence in this team, the way they defend and the way they pull together and then the quality going forward, certainly for the middle of the park and then the wide areas as well, the, the wing-backs bringing in Hickey and Robertson. I mean, that, I'm saying, I look at the team and Kieran Tierney is the real leader there, but you can say the captain as well. You can say John McGinn, who we've been talking about, Callum McGregor yeah. as well. Scott McTominay so there's there's not just one leader there's four or five within that that starting 11 OK stand by uh, at 6.31 uh, here is the Scotland team ahead of the 7.45 kick off right? Angus Gunn in goal. I'm just going to go through it for you <laughs> Angus Gunn in goals back three of Ryan Porteous uh, Jack Hendry and Kieran Tierney uh, the wing backs are Aaron Hickey and Andy Robertson in the midfield Billy Gilmore and Callum McGregor uh, John McGinn is in there too, and the and Scott McTominay is in there. So yeah, so it it um, and the striker is Shea Adams. Eleven out, eleven. Yeah, three is well done. So, um, so sorry, sorry to Gary. Uh, there's no no Kenny McLean um, in the midfield, but um, I, I guess as expected, Andy uh, Stevie Clark isn't going to veer too far away from what he sees as his strongest lineup, yep. uh, and the one that did the business last time out against it, Georgia. It's a good team. It's solid. Uh, you're beginning to get a level of understanding, which again, I think is important for 
the national manager, you can never know how, you know, you, you announce your squad, you never know who's going to turn up with injuries and and what have you. But that's a really, that's a really strong group of players and, uh, you know, we don't take anyone lightly and I, I just expect us to go to Cyprus, be as professional as we've been in this group and to win. And uh, I see Spain have got another goal, Morata, so that's a hat-trick for him. Come back is off, it's 5-1. 6-1. <laughs> is it 6 do I hear six? <laughs> Any advance? Yeah, it is six. Um, Nico Williams has, has scored uh, plus a hat-trick for Morata, plus an own goal, uh, and one for Danny Olmo as well. So six for Spain and Georgia. 6-1 it is in uh, that game. And we've just brought you the, the Scotland team, which will kick off in Larnaca. Um, at 7.45 uh, Angus Gunn in goals Porteous, Hendry and Tierney wing-backs Hickey and Robertson midfield three of uh, Gilmore McGregor and McTominay uh, John McGinn and uh, Che Adams up front uh, the reason I couldn't find McTominay instantly was that on the UEFA website they had him playing wide right which I don't think uh, will be happening how does that midfield operate Barry do you think? Well, Billy and Callum McGregor will be the anchors. It's like a kind of box formation he plays yeah. in there and that allows, obviously, McTominay and, and McGinn. And when they're under a bit of pressure sometimes, certainly in international football, the team you're playing against does have a level of possession. They can just fill back in and help um, out their, their fellow midfielders. But, I, I mean, you look at that midfield four, it's a mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of physical presence there. Obviously, all good football players and there's goals as well. And there's nothing better. I mean, you—that—that's only negative point. I would probably say against Shea Adams. I think the work he does for the team is brilliant. He's work outside the box. His link-up plays really good. The only thing with Shea is you want to see more goals. But if he's not going to score the goals, there's certainly goals in that central midfield area. Yeah, it sounded like uh, he was on the brink of moving on, didn't it? Southampton, of course, were relegated to the yeah. Championship in the summer, Andy. Um, and I think he was linked with Everton, maybe among other teams. And it did look as if a move might be on for him because I guess he, his goals record, he's a Premier League player, isn't he? Yeah, but it was... I mean, Everton must regard themselves as a sort of relegation club because that's where um, you know he's been in and around and... They wanted his, uh, you know, his experience to get them out of a difficult position, but the move didn't come off. Uh, I don't know what will happen with him, and maybe in in January because he's been on the bench and uh, coming off the bench for for Southampton. So he's hoping he's he's in top form tonight. I think he leads the line really well. He's got that strength, physique. He can bring others into play. And we've got a lot of players that are very comfortable going forward and, and can make things happen in that last third. Here's Andy Robertson on the part played by the travelling Tartan Army. I think Scotland have got an alloc- allocation in the ground tonight of something like 3,500, which means that 6,000 have travelled, um, many of whom will not see the game. Will they be caring? Not an awful lot, I would imagine, especially if Scotland can get the right result. Andy Robertson on the fans. Of course it is, um, but... You know, like I said, I think I touched on it after the the Norway game. They were the fans behind the goal were key to that result. We all like obviously we have to put the ball in the net. We have to show a bit of quality and things like that, which which we did. But they kept pushing us even when we went one 0 down. They were behind us and we had to hang on probably the next ten minutes after that. They had a couple of chances and you know the fans stuck with us, kept pushing us on a really on a really warm you know a really warm day. Tomorrow's going to be no different. It's going to be extremely warm out there. Probably the pitch is going to be dry. It's going to be a bit more humid than it was in, in Norway. And 
we're going to need the fans. It's, it's always good to, to know the Tartan Army have travelled well in their numbers. They always do. They always support the team. And, um, you know, hopefully we can give them something to shout and sing about um, come tomorrow night. And then, you know, hopefully we can celebrate a win with them after it. But, um, you know, like I said, we have to be wary of, of, of what we face. And, um, you know, just now we are, we are very wary of that. Actually, Andy brought up the the heat uh, that's going to be uh, in Larnaca tonight for the game. Around about thirty, could be pretty humid even at that time of night, even at quarter to ten, as it will be in uh, Cyprus. We were hearing earlier on about your acclimatisation in Paphos mm-hmm. with the cocktails uh, yeah, lined I'm up, lined up in front of you. Can have a few cocktails <laughs> before the game, um, but listen, I'd, look, these these guys have played in these conditions before, and you heard Stevie Clark doing his presser. It's not going to, they're not going to use it as an excuse. Listen, it'll be difficult, but they've got enough experience to, to realise what they're going to come up against at times. Listen, you'll need to keep the ball because mm. of the, obviously the, the heat and the humidity. Um, but look, I've got no issues. I don't think that'll um, go against a Scotland team tonight. They know what they're coming up against. I think they'll go out, they'll be professional and they'll get the job done. I was going to ask the two of you, what's the, what's the hottest conditions you've operated in from we, a f- from a football point of view the heat or the humidity or whatever well a combination of both when Sheffield United under Howard Kendall he took us to Malaysia for pre-season training Whoa. I mean we were getting well weighed in as, as a club and we played a couple of games but we I, I, I was measured um, one game where I played 90 minutes and I lost 6 pounds just in that wow. was 90 minutes yeah. so the, the heat humidity was that, that's the, the worst I've ever experienced. Barry? Um, probably in Greece in a Champions League qualifier against Pauk Salonika, who mm-hmm. Hearts played. Um, and who Aberdeen are going to play. Yep, exactly. Um, I think it was about 33, 34. Uh, and we kicked off pretty late that night. And um, again, similar to the, the amount of fluid um, that you, you lost after the game. I mean, I felt ill after the game. Mm. Sick, sore head. And obviously it's because the amount that obviously the amount of fluid that you, you lose. So that's probably there and Panathinaikos as well. Um I played Galantasaray. Look, they they kind of countries. Certainly when you play in August, it's um it's weather that you're no used to. Um but you, you get there a couple of days before, Rob. You obviously have the training session the night before and it's making sure you you intake the right fluids. And if you do that, you you've got a good chance of surviving it. Scotland are on hot form, that's for sure, going into this one. Four wins out of four to start the Group A campaign. They are on the brink of uh, qualification. And uh, tonight's result, were they to win again, were they to make it six out of six against Cyprus in Larnaca, then uh, Scotland would be virtually on that flight to Germany next summer. It would all be done and dusted um, on Tuesday night, potentially. Uh, while Scotland are playing England, other results could mean that there is no catching Scotland for one of those two qualification places. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! So it's a Scotland team showing one change from the team which won last time out. Um, did I read somewhere, Andy, that Scotland have won their last 10 group qualification games I think that's right it's, it's an incredible well, run isn't if, it if that's true it's so um, it's so impressive and um, I think the, the goal is now you go away from home and of course we're very capable of defending we can drop into 
um, a back five if you want. But I imagine there'll only be a few occasions when we're when we're under a bit of pressure. They will have their their opportunities with the ball, but I'd imagine we'll have the bulk of possession. And we should be going there looking for a win. I'm sure that's what they're talking about in addressing them. And the confidence, Barry, just grows and grows, doesn't it? Especially with results like the one in Norway where it looked like we were losing and then suddenly we were winning. Yeah, and they were under a lot of pressure, um, Rob, no doubt about it. But it just shows you the the mental strength of the team. They, they never give in. And um, it was a brilliant comeback against a, a very strong Norway team. You look mm. at some of their players, you look at the levels. I mean, obviously you're going about Haaland because he's one of the best if not the best striker in the world but you, you look at their squad they play at a high level um, and for us to go over there and, and get the result where it wasn't our best performance but that's the, the other side of the game that Scotland have, have improved in it looked, it, it looked at, sorry Andy it, it, it looked as if we'd blown it didn't we because we didn't get Norway in the first two games when Haaland was out injured yeah. and of course but they took him off in that game because they were, they were one up and they thought that was going to be enough they thought they could see it out yeah and we had the attitude uh, to never say die when getting the equaliser not only that we were pushing on we were, we're hoping to get a winner and we did and we got it through you know a, a substitute who come on with just a terrific attitude it's always a uh, a bit of a task when you go away from home travelling with the Scotland squad you're unlikely to play from the start some some players handle it better than others and I think what you saw in Kenny McLean was a, a really good attitude someone who, who really doesn't just want to contribute now he'll, he'll want to go to Germany and be part of the squad and hopefully you know, be a, be a big part uh, playing either from the start or coming on and getting goals as he does he'll have a brilliant finish he'll have that right Great boot finish. he'll have that right boot yeah, he was wearing that night in a glass case by now wouldn't he yeah I know yeah. <laughs> obviously he's predominantly left footed um, you don't see him kick the ball much but he's right but it was a, a classy classy Oof. finish um, and he, he's been he's been outstanding for Norwich and I think it was Leeds deadline day come in with a, a four million pound offer mm. um, so He's a, he's a, he's another player that's um, started at St Man, went to Aberdeen, um, done the hard rounds to earn his move down down south, and he's he's turned into a, a very good midfielder. And he was the mayor of Norwich, wasn't he, for about twenty four hours? <laughs> I think <laughs> alcohol might have had something to do with that. Where, but where um, they all? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, we've heard already from uh, Stevie Clark talking about Cyprus, and and one of his mottos is very much respect the opponent. Uh, and there's no doubt that Scotland will be doing that, even though they've recorded a three 0 win against Cyprus at Hamden in the course of the of the qualifiers. This is different tonight. It's on uh, Cypriot soil. It's in Larnaca, and this is the skipper talking about the challenge that Cyprus pose. Look, it's always a it's always a difficult question. You always have to believe in yourself. You always have to believe in the squad. And obviously, we're there's a feel good factor around Scotland just now. But you always have to be wary of who you're up against and the difficulties they can face. So all this week's been you know looking at Cyprus, looking at where they can potentially hurt us, and looking where we can hurt them. Obviously. The game at Hamden in March was looks comfortable on paper, but you know I think people have to remember we were we were only one 0 up in the 86th, 87th minute. So look, it was a hard fought game. I think we were deserved winners on the day, and we played you know very well that day. And it's going to take a performance like that, if not better, tomorrow to to win the game. And if we do that, then you know I believe we've got the quality to to get the three points we need. 
I heard uh, Tim Uriket's Baia interviewed the other day, the former Dundee midfielder, which is always a strange sort of add-on to, to his name because what a player he was. I think um, him. I think him. Remember Newcastle? We started booting the the boats right, after the he'd back. scored a goal. Right. Remember that? Yeah, was up that's right. That's right. He so was he, a bit of a nutcase, he wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. Um, he was. He was asked whether he thought. Scotland uh, would qualify this week at the press conference yes, and, he, yeah. and his reaction was well in my mind they already have done mm-hmm. but I mean Stevie Clark's heard that sort of stuff uh, a million times over hasn't he? Yeah I think privately they will believe it they're, they've got one foot in, in Germany but you, you, you've got to be professional listen um, you've got to go and make sure you, you get it over the line and that's what I think this squad um, certainly since Steve Clark's took over are capable of doing um, Rob I don't think they'll go in there and think it's Cyprus they've bought me the the group this is just going to be, we're going to walk over the top of them I doubt that very much they want to go out there and, and get um, a goal or two up early early stages of the game and obviously with the heat then just keep the ball because you've got players in there that can handle the ball I, I wonder who's the youngest in our squad because I've just seen that Spain have got a guy at 16 who's just scored their 7th goal I mean Yamal, he's sixteen and he's wow. he's getting a he's had three or four games for, for Barcelona. Mm. What age were you when you scored your first goal for Scotland? Oh, first goal? Only scored three. <laughs> Thirty um, three. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? The first one was um Republic Island we played. Um in a friendly oh, over there uh, in uh, Lansdowne Road and when I scored you could hear a pin drop. Did you um, not score against Italy in yep, that game? Yep. That, that's the one. Yeah, I a cracker remember. for a yard. A, yeah, <laughs> I remember it was a spillage, but at remember, the time it meant so much, but then we, we lost a, a late one. I remember your goal in the Pharaohs. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, they, they deserve to be 2 0 up. Yeah. It could have even <laughs> been more. That was we were painful. A, oh, yeah, we were an absolute shambles in the in the first half. And I remember coming in and the late Tommy Burns. Um, it was the first time I really seen him lose a rag and he had every right to um, he was just going through everybody made a couple of substitutions um, it was Bertie Vogues was the manager mm-hmm. at the time yep. and we went out and Lambo scored um, and then I scored and we got away with one there Aye. with a point um, I was I was there and, and, the, and the pitch was right on the on the top of a cliff yeah. and it was rather appropriate that the but pitch was on the top Rob, the, the surface was actually okay yeah yeah, but there was no, but just weren't good enough. Um, and as I said, but we were happy. Well, not happy, but you're going in at 2 0, think that could have been three or four there. Mm. So we get away with one. Um, and then in the second half, we just didn't have enough to, to win it. But we come away with a point, but we get absolute dogs abuse, and rightly so, because the players we had in the squad, we should be going to a team like the Pharaohs and, and coming away with the three points. I think it was a joiner that scored their first their two goals. A, fish, a fisherman. The, was he a fisherman? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was butchers you, and bakers you know and candlesticks makers. They're coming in with the tracksuits and they're coming, some of them coming in with their, their work gear, fisherman gear on and yeah. and whatever they they, they done. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a sore one. That was an absolute shock. Did you like uh, Bertie? Did he have Did he have it? Was I liked good, him as a person. Yeah, it was just hard for him. I would have rather Tommy took more, if you know what I mean. But Tommy Burns was, he was a good coach, good crack with Tommy. He, he was a teammate of mine for a mm. while and then, and then of course he, be, he became the manager, so I know all about his coaching See, see when he done the boxes, he had the biggest boxes ever. Yeah. Like, you know, six against two and <laughs> normally it would be 10 by 10. Tommy's was like <laughs> 25 by 25. It was, uh, oh, it was 
uh, massive, but he was uh, not just a top coach, but he was a, a top guy. He needed right good banter with, with Tommy, a bit of Rangers and Celtic thing. It was good crack. Mm, great. When you think about uh, the Scotland England game upcoming, does that does your mind flash back to previous encounters? Yeah, I mean the the game at Hamden, we we never we never again it was one of one of the ones. There was nothing real in the game. The Paul, Paul Scholes, Scholes game, yeah. yeah, he scored yeah. two goals. It was for two free kicks, two headers, mm. and then listen, we we were written off, Rob, going down there, but we had that determination and and we dominated the game at the Old Wembley. That was the yeah. last game at yeah. the Old Wembley. Um, and just couldn't get that second goal. Chris and Daly, the header. It was just, some save, wasn't yeah. it, from Seaman? Yeah, uh, point blank save. But we, we went down there and we, we battered England, to be fair. But we'd never done enough in the first game. You talk about players that travel and don't play. Uh, I remember travelling with, with Tommy Burns. We were called in late to the squad for a game against England at Wembley. It was, um, it was the year that Peter Beardsley scored the beat as 1 0. And of course, we're, we're away out for a warm up. Uh, the whole time trying to get noticed and uh, Tommy went on I think I think he went on for about 15 minutes um, but, but I didn't go on <laughs> no it was but it was just great just speaking to Tom because he said I, I would have walked it uh, for Glasgow down here yeah. just to play just to get five minutes and I think he got about 15 he should have had more caps in, in I was, I was actually just going to say that uh, I mean how many caps did he get oh, roughly minimal was that a, Less than 10? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was... I, mean, I just good, thought he great was... Great left peg, didn't oh, he? Tremendous. Amazing. Amazing. Such an intelligent footballer. Yeah. He was as well. Yeah. I remember talking about that game in 99, the, the game at Wembley, Don, the Don Hutchison head, Neil McCann's cross, yep. Don Hutchison's header. Mm. I remember, I think I repeated the scoreline about five times just because it sounded so good. Just yeah. because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, but... I mean, we had, we had a really good team. We we'd, um good, real good players... But if you look at the England team, mm. they were world stars. Yeah. Um, guys like Tony Adams, he was one of the best centre backs about the time. Beckham, Alan Shearer, Teddy Sheringham, yeah. Scholes, um, Paul Lins, he could go on and on. Mm. Um, but we just never done enough. That That's the thing. We were, it was a really quiet dressing room after the first game. Um, and to be fair to Craig Brown, who sadly passed away no long ago he just says listen we've got a chance let's dust ourselves down and go down and show the English what we're, what we're all about I, I, I always remember we were one up and I think it was was it Christian Daly who had a header that Seaman yeah, made David Seaman saved yeah oh what a save and had we got it to two given the way the game was going yeah, they had gone at the time aye, yeah, we, we might have gone on to win yeah. I mean the, the disappointment about Hamden was Paul Scholes actually just did what it said on the tin yep. that Paul Scholes does yeah, he two drift, three kicks into the box yeah, two headers and he drifted in yep. and, and he wasn't picked up you know, yep. and, 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 that, that, and we were genuinely really strong at set pieces yeah. for and against mm. so that was the thing that, that probably disappointed us more than anything else because there was nothing in the game there wasn't many chances we never created much near, neither did England but down down there we we were um, we were let off a leash basically just go and take the game to them and and after about ten or fifteen minutes and I remember I played in the middle with John Collins that game you could sense that they were they were under pressure mm -hmm. and these are guys who were rated as as world class but we we basically as a team ran over the top of them who Saul was it Campbell. you you Paul Lambert who was the other no, one no I mean John Collins in the John middle Collins. of the pitch yep yeah. Neil McCann um, who did he come up against? Was it Dixon? 
think it probably yeah, was. Yeah. It yeah. was so Campbell, Tony Adams, left back was... Was so? No. It might have been the midfield four was Beckham, Scholes, Ince and Jamie Redknapp, mm-hmm. Teddy Shenham and Alan Shearer. Not a bad team, is it? Yeah, it's a decent team, but yeah. we could feel after 10 or 15 minutes we've got them here. We just couldn't get that second goal. As Andy says, we had a few opportunities. If we got that second goal, they had gone. They were away. Does the the fact that Scotland appear to be cruising towards qualification at the moment, does that bring back the pain for you of all those campaigns which were ultimately unsuccessful? Yeah, we missed out in a few playoff games. Yeah. Um, Probably the biggest one everybody will remember was the, the Holland game, Faddy's goal. Mm-hmm. We beat the one now and then we, we went over there and they they absolutely destroyed us. Um, yeah, that that would have been that would have been brilliant to go away with the 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 national team and lead them in a major tournament. And that's probably one thing you look back in your career that I would have loved to have um, done was go to a Euros or go to a World Cup. It was on Channel Five. I was trackside reporter that night and. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the six 0 game, that was painful. Speaking to any player, any manager after that, when you've, I mean, it's never an embarrassment to lose to to Holland, but when you lose any game by six, every player's embarrassed. It was just that you know, when you go out, the first thing, I mean, it's the old saying, keep it tight for <laughs> ten or fifteen minutes, and what happens straight away? They score a goal, we fall even deeper, and the quality player that the Dutch had that right. night they just picked us off and we just couldn't get near them One change for Scotland tonight to the team which beat Georgia for the game in Larnaca uh, against Cyprus which is just over three quarters of an hour away Gunning goals Porteous, Hendry and Tierney Hickey and Robertson are the wing backs Gilmore, McGregor McTominay and McGinn the midfield four and it's Shea Adams that's the one change replacing Lyndon Dykes up front thanks a lot to Andy and thanks to Rob. Barry good to see Cheers you Rob. and I'll see you tomorrow night at, <laughs> uh, at Brayhead for the, the Masters football that should be quite a night so it's quite a night tonight for Scotland in Cyprus wishing them all the best The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy free quotes for solar PV battery storage heat pumps and garden projects Let's go Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.